You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the only daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, available on iTunes, on Audio Boom, wherever podcasts are found. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. Excited to be with you all here. It's Tuesday. Haven't done a podcast in about a week or so, but there's some things we need to touch on for your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans. A little bit of fringe roster moves happening, those two-way contracts finally being used by the team. I'm going to tell you who the two guys they signed to two-way contracts are. One name you've seen before, one you probably haven't, unless you're a fan of mid-major college schools. And maybe you are, I don't know. I don't know why, just... I'll tell you, this is a tangent before we kind of dive into the podcast here, but I really dislike watching college basketball. I'll watch it around the tournament. Obviously, the tournament's fun. You're hopefully gambling, and you've got pools and everything, and it's great, and then there's just games constantly on. But regular season college basketball, I watch so much NBA as is, and I don't just watch the Pelicans. I watch around the league as a whole just to kind of get an idea of what's going on and just love NBA basketball as is. But college ball is just so bad by comparison. And it's weird because I don't think college football is terrible in comparison to the NFL. But college basketball, man, I really do not like that in comparison to the NBA. Just the talent level isn't there, which, you know, obviously to be expected. I don't think, you know, anyone's expecting it to be like better players or anything. But it's so damn slow. They need to shorten that shot clock. And they already have, but they need to do it more, even more significantly than they already have. So likely you haven't seen this guy in action, but I'm going to give you kind of a rundown on him, tell you who he is, where he came from, the background and everything. So that's really all we're going to touch on today in in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Maybe touch on the salary cap situation a little bit, give you an update on what's going on there. So let's just uh, jump right into everything here. So the news came out from Woj that Charles Cook, so another Cook, after Quinn Cook was waived. So let's touch on Quinn Cook first here because that's kind of important to frame maybe some of this discussion. Quinn Cook, who everyone seemed to really like, who played very well in NBA Summer League for the Pelicans out in Vegas, uh, where he averaged over 20 points per game and shot pretty well from three. There's this new rule basically called, uh, and this is by Chris Riker over at Two Ways, Ten Days, and I've had him on the podcast before talking about Czech Diallo, uh, but really a D-League, G-League expert. You know, there's something that's kind of a wrinkle being added that's a quirky rule that, you know, kind of hurts players, actually, to be honest. And it's called the 50K rule is what he's dubbing it, which basically means that if players earn $50,000, in guaranteed money and then waived in training camp, they can't sign another or they can't be kind of optioned as a D league affiliate player for another NBA team because they've earned too much uh, guaranteed NBA money. So it means teams might not want to take a chance on this guy because one, you can't then sign him to a two way contract is what it sounds like uh, limiting kind of their options And I might have some of this wrong, and we're still kind of learning about everything. But basically, it means if he's not going to be a two-way contract player, then you can't really send him down to the D-League to play with uh, an NBA franchise's affiliate team. He's got to go somewhere else, and that's less appealing than a guy you can control a little bit more. So I think that had something to do with Quinn Cook's release, and also came out per Scott Kushner of The Advocate, who's my guest on 
uh, last week, week before now, uh, talking about that maybe he just requested this and the Pelicans granted him the request after Rajon Rondo was signed and brought in and the minutes and everything was just going to be a little bit tougher for him to get out on the court during the regular season. And if you're Cook and you've signed a partial guaranteed deal, you had a very good summer league, you played in the NBA at the end of last season with the Pelicans, he probably wants to be on an NBA roster, not bouncing back and forth between the G League and an NBA team. And so letting him you know, be a free agent and being able to choose his team likely helps. So out goes Cook, and in comes the other Cook, and this is Charles Cook, and Cook with an E at the end of the name. He's a shooting guard, six foot five, but a near seven foot wingspan, so pretty impressive. He was actually with the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, in the 2017 Summer League in Vegas. Uh, maybe it wasn't Vegas. It was Vegas, and uh, he averaged 10 points exactly. On 20.4 minutes per game, he shot 44.4% from the field, grabbed three rebounds. So, you know, not an outstanding summer league, let's say, but not bad. I mean, the guy can score. And, you know, when you look at someone who's six foot five with a near seven foot wingspan, that's very intriguing. And it was intriguing enough for the Pelicans to sign him to a two way contract. So the way, and I've talked about these on the podcast before, the way they more or less work is he can basically play up to, I think it's 40 or 45 days in the NBA, uh, and then they've got to basically call him up officially, but you can pull him up for a game here or there, spend some time with the team while going back down to the G League. And Cook, who's out of Dayton, uh, four-year college player, two with James Madison, uh, good last name of a school, even though we're not related, Uh, and then two years with Dayton after transferring, so four-year player in college, went undrafted. You know, again, those tools certainly make you intrigued by him. And if you look at his numbers in college, they're really good, too. Look at the Dayton numbers. The past two years were remarkably consistent. As a junior, he averaged 15.6 points per game. As a senior, uh, 15.7 points per game. He shot last season on two-pointers, 48.5%. year before that, basically 48%. He has shot uh, close to 40% as a junior and senior in college, 39.9% as a junior, uh, and then 39.8% uh, from deep as a senior. And this is on above four attempts Per game, he can also grab a number of rebounds, almost six his junior year, 5.3 his senior year. Uh, so he helps out in a number of different ways. I mean, obviously, at six foot five and with a near seven foot wingspan, you can guard multiple positions and you've got positional versatility, which is something you guys have heard me say on here that, you know, uh, Darren Ehrman loves, the guy who's the architect of this Pelicans defense and just the team in general loves and isn't a bad thing to have and fits in exactly with what the Pelicans are trying to do right now. So Charles Cook can certainly stroke it from deep. He can shoot the three ball and be a spot-up shooter and maybe help the Pelicans out in that way. The other thing is he's not the greatest athlete, but he has a pretty good vertical leap. So he attacks the rim and just he's more of a straight line driver. He's not side to side. He's not going to create for others. Uh, And he doesn't have the best handles. He averaged uh, not a you know good number of assists per game. Where is it here? 1.8 his junior year, 2.8 his senior year. So under three assists per game, which is fine. That's not what he does. He's not creating for others. He's more of a two guard and kind of a line driver and spot up shooter. He can't create his own shot off the dribble. That's okay, though, when you're in this Pelicans offense where majority of your three-point attempts are going to be of the spot up kick out variety, especially with these two bigs in Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, and then potentially two other point guards out there in Drew Holiday and now Rajon Rondo. So I think his skill set fits in. He's going to probably start off in the D-League 
and then get called up for injury replacement periods or if you know things aren't working rondo's playing bad holiday's playing bad um you know jordan crawford's not getting it done Etwan moore's not having a good period of time he might get called up as kind of a change of pace guy to see what he's capable of but the pelicans are going to have him at least for one year on this two-way deal you're going to certainly see him though in the nba at some point so definitely keep an eye on him uh, as we get closer to the start of training camp. Today's edition of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by SeatGeek. And you guys have heard me mention them before, and that's because I truly believe in this. Buying tickets can get pretty difficult at times, and SeatGeek makes it easy. They're going to get prices from all over the place, put them in one location, and going to show you the lowest one possible. And then they're going to take it a step further, and they're going to rate those tickets for you so you know what a good value is. They're going to help you save money, which is all you could ever want. The other thing they do that I find particularly useful is it just takes two taps of the phone to be able to buy tickets. I did it for Sins Games a ton last year. I'm looking forward and getting kind of fired up seeing all the training camp tweets that's going on in full swing right now and do this again for next year. I got tickets at last minute for multiple games while I was in Champion Square. Just whipped out the phone, hit it a couple of times, tickets right to the phone, walk right into the Superdome. Super easy. Can't complain, got the best tickets at the best price. And what's even better is for Locked On Pelicans listeners, uh, we have a promo running with SeatGeek right now where you get a $20 rebate after your first purchase. So here's all you have to do. Download the SeatGeek app to your phone today from Google Play or the iTunes Store, wherever it is. Download the SeatGeek app, go into settings, enter promo code, and put in the promo code LONBA. L-O-N-B-A, as in Locked On NBA, L-O-N-B-A. You're going to get $20 back for making a purchase you were already going to make. Nothing wrong with that, saving you a little bit of money here and there. So download the SeatGeek app today and make sure you get in on the action that you want to see. All right, so getting back to two-way contracts, there was another one that was signed for the Pelicans, and this was really the first one, but I wanted to focus on Cook first, both Cooks, since that was kind of the the more recent thing. And the next one that we're going to talk about here is Jalen Jones, and he was with the Pelicans in Summer League, and he has signed a two-way contract with the team. And this is there's no surprise in this, to be honest. Um, I've talked about him on here before, and Jones played pretty well for the Pelicans in Summer League. He averaged 13.3 points per game in 23 minutes, uh, a little bit over. Shot 36.5% from the field, did grab six rebounds per game. Uh, but overall, he showed that he's a nice stretch four for the team. He's got a nice inside game, the ability to get to the free throw line. That's what stood out to me the most with him. But he, And he was also third on the team at rebounding. But he showed decent touch for the perimeter, and he went seven for 20 there. So his per game average and everything really enough to get him an invite uh, to the, uh, the Pelicans training camp. I thought they just went ahead and skipped that step, signed him to a two way deal. So now he doesn't need to really worry about trying to make the team. He's going to have some NBA minutes last season. This was a guy who's, you know, had his time in the NBA a little bit with the Boston Celtics, never really worked out there. But I think a lot of people were really excited um, about everything. So I think. You know, what he shows is maybe he can be another backup big. He and Diallo might be challenging for that third or fourth big position, depending on, you know, how the team sees everything playing out the rest of the way. Uh, and these both these guys, Cook and Jones, are really going to have an opportunity in training camp to earn themselves some minutes in the NBA. So I think this is a good thing overall. The Pelicans clearly saw some talent in him, uh, more so than Axel Tupan or Quinn Cook, and signed 
quickly uh, signed Jalen Jones to a two-way contract. So it was nice to see. Good for him as a player to kind of earn some time here uh, in the NBA potentially. So it's going to be interesting to see these training camp battles because certain rotation positions are not filled yet. And it all kind of depends on Dante Cunningham, whether the Pels re-sign him or not. And it sounds like to be able to bring him back, they need to clear some salary cap space first. Not an easy thing to do because they have almost no leverage right now when it comes to dumping salary since teams know they absolutely need to. Um, but these are two guys because of this and the inability for the Pels to dump salary uh, or to do other things here and, and sign, uh, you know, uh, free agents. There we go. I'm like stumbling over my words. I'm rusty. I haven't done this in a week. Uh, so these guys could really earn significant time. And the thing is, it gives the Pelicans flexibility. They can send these guys down to the D-League. They can call them up in certain times of need when they want them to get with their NBA team and to be here. That's big. They weren't going to be able to do that with Tupain, uh, Tupan, or other or Quinn Cook, other Cook. Uh, so now they have the ability to do it with Charles Cook and Jalen Jones. That's a good thing. The other... Part of it is still more about versatility. Both Cook and Jones can guard multiple positions, can play multiple positions, and that fits in with the ideology of this Pelicans team right now. So seeing both these guys get two-way contracts certainly isn't going to be a surprise. Also, both decent rebounders. Um, Cook for the guard position with his size can really help in on that. And like I said, Jalen Jones here was third on the Pelican Summer League team in rebounding. You know, this is a team with two bigs that should be crashing the glass offensively and defensively. Offensively, maybe less than defensively, of course, as they want to try and get back and take away transition buckets, which is what most NBA teams are doing right now. But certainly they need to definitely hit that defensive glass to be able to initiate fast breaks uh, and now with these two guys along with everyone else they have on this team is certainly going to be able to do so so last thing I want to mention before we wrap up the podcast here and we're almost done is that former Pelican Terrence Jones signed a deal in China didn't get any traction on the free agent market and this is kind of indicative of what might happen to Dante Cunningham and maybe a guy like Ian Clark is Money is just kind of uh, drying up around the league, and these guys are not going to get deals they thought they were going to. Maybe they take a one-year deal uh, to hit free agency again next year in hopes of getting a bigger contract. But, man, it, it, the spending last season is really impacting this year and will probably impact it again next season as well, where the salary cap's not rising like teams thought they were going to and gave out sometimes silly money last year. So it's going to be interesting because now Terrence Jones couldn't really get a, a good contract in the NBA uh, at all and decided to go to China to get more money. And Dante Cunningham, I don't think, would do the same thing. Uh, you know, you'd hope he'd stay here in the NBA in the United States. But these are issues that players need to face. And all of a sudden, you might see some decent ta level, talented NBA players taking much smaller deals than you would have expect, expected because things are drying up. Again, look at Terrence Jones. He should be on a roster somewhere, uh, but he's going to be playing in China for supposedly one of the largest deals there ever. So it's interesting to see how that salary cap space is driving up and affecting the free agent market. Maybe that helps the Pelicans bring in someone, bring Dante Cunningham back. Time will tell and we will see. 
So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. We're kind of in that summer lull where it's not going to be daily right now. I'm still going to say daily in the opener, but not daily right now. Just going to kind of play it by ear depending on what's going on with the team. Going to at least be once a week, though. Should hopefully get some guests over the next couple weeks lined up is what I'm trying to do. Uh, So it should be a good time here. There's still a lot going on. Anything big breaks, of course. I'm going to be here with an instant pod to kind of recap it more or less done moving houses and apartments right now so that's a nice thing can kind of get back to normal a little bit now more or less a resident of the bywater uh so thank you all for listening don't forget log on to itunes rate the podcast five stars it sounds silly but it helps subscribe to the podcast on itunes on audio boom wherever you get your podcast from and please follow it on social media it's at uh, it's on Twitter at Locked On Pels and like it on Facebook. Just search Locked On Pelicans. Um, also, I forgot to mention this in the beginning. I should have. We we're doing kind of a live meetup over at the New Movement Theater on August 24th. It should be that Thursday. Uh, Chris True, who's been on the podcast a couple of times here with me, uh, runs the theater, owns the theater, the New Movement right there, improv comedy place. Pretty great. Got a little bar in the back, so we're all going to hang out, just chat some Pels and get together on a Thursday evening. Uh, try and beat the heat, find out what's going on with the team. Excited to meet people who come by. It should be a lot of fun. So, get, you know, kind of search it out. Uh, I'll tweet out the link. We have a Facebook page where you can uh, RSVP for the invite and everything. We'll do probably a couple of these, maybe once a month or so, different days of the week so people can kind of make it and if it doesn't fit with their schedules. So now that's really going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Maybe another podcast later in the week. Maybe not. Not entirely sure just yet. Uh, So stay tuned, and that's a good reason to subscribe. So thank you all for listening, and I'll be back with you all next time.